0: Welcome in on a Monday edition of the podcast. Hope you guys had a great weekend. Some great news on the BYU football front, potentially, that we'll talk about. Puka Nakua, the former Orem High standout, is in the NCAA transfer portal from the University of Washington. What are the chances the Nakua name becomes synonymous with BYU football? We'll examine that ahead on today's show. Also a late night ahead for those of you who are big BYU basketball fans. The Cougar Cagers face off against Pepperdine tonight in the semifinals of the West Coast Conference Tournament. We'll preview that game and, of course, catch you up on everything else going on in BYU sports news. A new graduate assistant coming to BYU by way of Utah. Yes, we'll talk about all that ahead on today's show. Our title sponsor today is our good friends over at Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com, Use the promo code LOCKEDON20 for 20% off your next order. You and have some fun with a brand new bracket, by the way, with Built Bar. We'll tell you about a little bit later on as well. So without further ado, let's have some fun. It is a Monday after all. This is the Locked On cougars podcast for march 8th 2021 What's up, my friends? This is Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking some time to download your daily podcast focused on all things BYU with us here. A big thank you to all of you who left your ratings and reviews over the weekend. It means a lot to me that you guys enjoy this podcast as much as you do and cannot thank you guys enough. If you haven't done so already, go to Apple Podcasts, leave us a five star rating as well as a sentence or two or more if you want of what you like about the show, suggestions you got. It doesn't really matter what you guys put in the comment section. All I'm looking for, okay, I, I, I like your guys' comments, but I'm looking for the five-star reviews because Apple Podcasts, other podcast providers, they use those ratings, the interaction you guys have with the podcast. They help promote the The podcast with their algorithms when they see people interacting with it. So, your guys' support is a critical, critical means to an end with this podcast. In essence, it helps us find BYU fans, and BYU fans in turn find us, thereby building this audience, building our fan base on this podcast, building the nation, the Cougar Nation that is listening to this show. So, that way, I can keep you guys up to speed on everything going on with BYU Sports every single day, and it gets to as many of you as humanly possible. So a big thank you once again for your support of the podcast. It means the world to me. And you guys, you just, you make my job so much more fun when you guys drop the comments that you guys have dropped recently and all the way through, we have over 250 ratings and reviews on Apple podcasts so far in our history, two and a half years into this venture and just having the time of my life talking BYU sports every single day. All right, enough about me. Let's talk about Puka Nakua. Yeah, great news Uh, of course Pukunakua officially in the NCAA transfer portal as of yesterday it's one of the worst-kept secrets, it feels like, in all of BYU fandom. The, the the secret that Puka Nakua was going to leave Washington. There were people who had their heads buried in the sand saying, Oh, Puka, he's going to stay at Washington. There's no way he's going to leave. Well, guess what? It's official. He has put his name in the NCAA transfer portal. If you've been listening to this podcast last week, I told you guys, I answered a question on the Twitter Thursday edition of the show saying it was a non-starter to debate anything with regards to Puka until he put his name in the portal. Well, name is in the portal, so let's debate it. Uh, first things first on this is I can tell you guys this much. There is a very real interest on both the Nakua family as well as BYU side of things with regards to a potential reuniting of the Puka-Nakua and Samson-Nakua partnership, the Nakua family, bringing them back to BYU. Of course, Kai and Isaiah, the two oldest brothers, signed with BYU uh. Kai went on to have a really, really standout career for the Cougars, now with the San Francisco 49ers. Isaiah's career fizzled, sadly, but uh, still was a BYU signee, a very highly thought-of player, a four-star prospect, if I remember way back when. And then, obviously, Samson, a good player in his own right. And Puka, so far, has been the most highly rated of all of them. Puka has the hardware to back it up, the stats, the records, all that stuff, especially from the high school ranks at Orem High School. And I can tell you this much there is very, very real interest on the part of Puka as well as Samson Nakua in joining up and going to BYU. Now that would be an absolute recruiting recruiting coup for uh, re- recruiting recruiting coup. I'm struggling over my words here, apologies for that, but it would be a recruiting coup, or a huge win for the BYU football program to have both Samson and Pukunakua be a member be members of the BYU football program. Of that there is no doubt uh, you have two guys who have proven they can play at the Power 5 level. Sam Samson, if I'm not mistaken, would have one year remaining to play in college as a graduate transfer from the University of Utah. So, any rules with the NCAA with regards to Samson are essentially he can enroll and play right away. Puka is where it gets a little more interesting because he has not graduated. He's only been at Washington uh, for, what, a year and a half, technically? He's not a graduate transfer, and the new rule that is supposed to allow immediate eligibility has not been put into place. Of course, he could petition, try and get that year back, and I'm thinking right now that the NCAA is not in much of a spot to be like, play hardball and say, No, son, you're going to sit out a year. I don't think they have the means, the wherewithal, or just the overall want to, with regards to the bad press they would get, to preclude him from being immediately eligible. So, in theory, if both Samson and Puka Nakua join the BYU football program, I have to say BYU's wide receiving core just got even better than it was a year ago and suddenly, whoever of the four quarterbacks we have battling for the quarterback job right now are got to be licking their chops thinking holy smokes, I have two pr- power five capable guys who are going to be able to contribute and I'm going to be able to throw the ball to them and rely on them as quote-unquote safety blankets. You also have a fresh all-american at tight end a budding superstar in uh, Isaac Rex you've also got Gunnar Romney out there you guys like Cody Epps, Chris Jackson there is no end to the shortage of weapons that whoever wins this quarterback job will have to throw the ball to obviously you have guys in the backfield as well like Tyler Algier Lopini Katoa Sione Finau the weapons on BYU's offense when you add the Nakua names to that just looking at it on paper making you have to sit up and say wow That's going to be a tough, tough group to slow down. You're going to be able to slow down everybody. You're going to have to kind of pick your poison with that unit. But that's all uh, predicated on the Nakua family, the Nakua boys, speaking of Samson, as well as Puka deciding to become BYU Cougars. I I can say this. There is real interest from them in returning home. They want to be closer to their mother, who lives in Utah Valley. Uh, They have the younger brother, Taye, who is playing at Timview High School currently. He just recently got an offer from BYU. Man, there's a lot going for this, but until they are signed, sealed, and delivered, and now that's a really weird term, but until the ink is dry on any potential scholarship, national letter of intent, whatever paperwork needs to be signed by the Nakua boys to join the BYU football program the work is not done until that happens i can tell you that much there'll be no shortage of programs contacting puka trying to sway him from returning home to play for byu it wouldn't surprise me if the university of utah put their name into the uh, ring or threw their hat into the ring with regards to puka even though samson just left there there is going to be there's going to be a lot of work for byu to do but the good news is on both sides of this from the byu perspective as well as the nakua's perspective There is a real interest in joining forces at Brigham Young University. And like I said, if you put that whole crew together and you have the Nakua boys to what BYU already has on offense, man, you find a quarterback and you find an offensive line that can just hold up and allow these quarterbacks to get the ball out to those playmakers – You got the makings of one very potent offense after we just saw a potent offense in 2020. It'd also be a massive, massive recruiting, just badge of honor for BYU. And it's my opinion that if they were to land both the Nakua boys, BYU may have finally turned a corner in the recruiting game as an independent, in my opinion. Uh, I have to wait until I see that happen to really elaborate on that because it's just my personal opinion. But if that happens, we're going to have probably a full podcast edition of why I think this is going to be a turning point in my mind in the recruiting game for BYU, and I'll explain that more. But the good news is it appears that everything's looking up for BYU with regards to landing both Samson and Puka Nakua, and that should be very exciting to you as a BYU football fan. All right, coming up here in just a moment, though, we do need to take a minute and talk some BYU basketball. Huge showdown tonight on the Hardwoods down there in Las Vegas at the Orleans Arena. The semifinals of the West Coast Conference Tournament. BYU number two seed faces the number three seed Pepperdine for the third time this season. What will the waves have in store for the Cougars on a neutral, neutral court? We'll talk about that. Also need a little bit later on to talk about Jordan Howard joining the BYU football program as a graduate assistant, former University of Utah running back, has connections with Aaron Roderick. We'll talk about what he'll bring to the program as well. It's all coming up here in just a little bit on the Locked on Cougars podcast. Today's episode is sponsored by our good friends at Blue Chew, guys. Blue Chew is making waves and making more confidence in the bedroom. Let me explain. Blue Chew is a unique online service that offers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Think about that. Their tablets combat all forms of ED and can help men gain extra confidence for when it's time to perform. It's an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, no waiting in line at the pharmacy, and it ships directly to your door in A discrete package. Think about it, guys. You don't want to be out and about in this pandemic exposing yourself. All this is taken care of online. The process is simple, folks. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. Like I said, the best part, it's all done online. All their tablets are made in the USA, and they prepare and ship direct, so it's cheaper than using a pharmacy. So if you'd like to benefit from the extra confidence for when it's time to perform, visit BlueChew.com for more details and more safety information. And of course, you guys know that we have a special offer for you, our listeners. Try BlueChew free when you use our promo code LOCKEDON at checkout out just pay five dollars in shipping that's bluechew.com. promo code locked on receive your first month free and we thank blue chew for sponsoring us here on the locked on cougars podcast Folks, I also need to take a minute today and talk to you about our good friends at betonline.ag. If you guys have any interest, cursory or real, no matter what it is with regards to the sports betting world, I would encourage you guys to give it a shot and do it with our friends at betonline.ag. The best part about it, it's free to sign up at betonline.ag, and they have every... Type of bet you could possibly want to bet on. NBA, college hoops, NHL, those are all the sports that are in full swing right now. Golf also happening. Baseball is on its way, obviously. They even cover award shows, TV shows, and reality TV. If you have prop bets, you'd like to place on those. If you're a big reality TV watcher, maybe you think you have the inside edge. Take advantage of it now. Go to betonline.ag. Sign up for free, and while you're there, use the promo code LOCKEDON when you make your first deposit for a 50% welcome bonus. Yes, free money, Courtesy of our friends at Bet Online. Real simple process. BetOnline.ag. When you make that first deposit, use the promo code LOCKEDON for that 50% welcome bonus. It's all courtesy of our friends at Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Guys, you guys are well aware at this point that we are covering everything BYU here on this podcast, but what about the rest of the sports world? Now, the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by Peter Bukowski, and it's the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. That's the rub right there. In under 20 minutes, you're up to speed and on your way. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Hope you're ready for a late night tonight, folks. You guys know me. I work in the sports media realm. I do morning sports radio. Got to tell you guys, a 10 p.m. tip-off for BYU basketball is pushing the absolute limit for my sanity, it feels like, but nonetheless, I'll be up late tonight watching this game, and of course, we will have a new edition tomorrow to recap whatever happens, but BYU basketball in the West Coast Conference Tournament semifinals tonight, they're taking on Pepperdine. The Waves made it through from the quarterfinal with a win over Santa Clara, 78-70. Of course, Santa Clara made it to the quarterfinal by beating Pacific and maybe the opponent that you wanted to face the least in some circumstances with regards to Pepperdine is the one that BYU faces tonight. Mark Pope, when we did media availability on Friday afternoon, had us in the media kind of raise our hand on who we thought was going to advance to face them in the semifinal, and I'll admit, I took Pacific. I thought the the Tigers had something up their sleeve, but Real quick, Friday, they were gone. So Saturday, Pepperdine advances, and looking forward to this matchup once again. It is going to be interesting to see How things shake out here for the Cougars. Uh, Pepperdine, in my opinion, has been the toughest team outside of Gonzaga for BYU in West Coast Conference action. I know Pacific gave BYU everything they could handle, but you guys remember that game down there in Malibu. BYU just could not figure things out in the second half, and Pepperdine went on to win that game. So this is one of the few teams who has proven capable of figuring out BYU and winning against the Cougars. So it's going to be important for the Cougars tonight to win this game. Not only, I think, for the prestige of the conference, because, of course, Gonzaga, they want to take on BYU. Both of the programs are considered a lock for the NCAA tournament. Uh, I just don't feel like the Pepperdine would give the prestige to the tournament final that Gonzaga is necessarily looking for. And Gonzaga, by the way, they do have to take care of business on their side of the bracket, but that seems like a mere formality at this point. So, Looking forward to this game, BYU is going to have to be careful here. Pepperdine won the game in Malibu 76-73. BYU won the game in Provo 65-54. Just... I'm worried about this t- game because uh, the Waves, despite them being 12-11 and 11 overall, they've got two of the better players in this conference, Colby Ross and Kessler Edwards. Both of them all WCC first team selections alongside Alex Barcelo in the Pro Season Awards. Uh, they just absolutely are dangerous. Dangerous, dangerous, dangerous for BYU to be facing them in this game. I just look at this and I'm... Man, I... <sighs> I I don't know what to make of this matchup. I would like to think that BYU learned their lesson from that loss there in Pepperdine. It was a narrow loss. I get it. But it felt like in the second half, they were outplayed by Pepperdine, especially down the stretch. And you'd like to think that BYU wants a little bit of a re- revenge factor going for them in this game. But man, without having played a game so far, I feel like BYU is at a disadvantage. And that's just my personal take on this by sitting out until the semifinal. I get the idea from the conference is to protect their biggest teams, the top two seeds, who in theory, both should be locks for the NCAA tournament in any given year, and that's what it looks like for Gonzaga, the number one team in the country, as well as BYU, who's knocking on the door of the top 25. You want to protect them as much as possible, but I do think it does a disservice for BYU them not touching the court until 10 p.m. and then having to play the next night, potentially, if they win against the likes of Gonzaga. BYU can't afford to show any signs of rust, Having sat out for over a week uh, and not having played a game yet in this tournament, of course, Pepperdine did play Saturday night. Everybody got to have the day off due to the no Sunday rule with regards to the West Coast Conference Tournament. And now you've got to get on the court at 9 o'clock local time down there in Las Vegas, 10 o'clock here on your body clocks for BYU and play this game it it's just you got to avoid a slow start first off for BYU they cannot afford to go out and potentially miss a bunch of shots early on and allow pepperdine to control the control the contest that is a recipe for disaster because it just would look bad for BYU yet another failure it's been 20 years since BYU won a conference tournament I'm not saying they're going to upset Gonzaga on Tuesday night but you've got to give yourself that opportunity you need to make it to the West Coast conference final you can't just fritter out here and then say well that was fun but now let's get ready for the NCAA tournament it's just, It just it's not a good look and I know that perception isn't reality and reality isn't perception But in this case, I feel like after last year where you bowed out early once again in the west coast conference tournament this year, especially, I think you need to advance to the conference tournament final, face off against Gonzaga. We all know that down deep in their hearts, the West Coast Conference administrators, that's what they're hoping for. But uh, I'm telling you what, Pepperdine is not going to make this easy for BYU. I don't expect Lorenzo Romar's team to go out there and say, Ole, go ahead, go on and take on Gonzaga. Kobe Ross is far too proud. Uh, he actually became the leading scorer in West Coast Conference tournament career scoring uh, after. As He now has 196 total points in his Waves career in the West Coast Conference Tournament. Kessler Edwards, we've seen him put up 35-plus point games this season. You cannot allow those two to come out and pick and pop and just kill you from the perimeter BYU needs to come into this game sharp hopefully the shoot around kind of the goal that they've had to make sure these guys are ready to go right from tip against Gonzaga is is going to work out because if it doesn't man I just feel like it could be a long night and a late late night making you a little more angry with regards to having to stay up that late to watch BYU and if they just bow out in the semifinals man, I just, it would leave a bad feeling in my stomach and I don't think I'm alone in that respect. So obviously we'll have to sit back and wait and see and be sitting back for a long time. Like I said, a 10 o'clock local time tip. I know many of you guys are listeners of mine out there on the East Coast and you guys are gonna be the hardiest of the hardy. If you're gonna stay up till midnight and what, stay up till 2 a.m. for the finish of this game. I tip my cap to you guys. That is a late, late, late night on a Monday night, but nonetheless, that's where things stand. And looking forward to seeing the Cougars get their opportunity against the Waves. Also, uh, the women's at basketball program—they're going to be in action as well. They also have a similar circumstance to re- with regards what BYU men are facing. They're going to be taking on the number three seed San Francisco Dons. That's at three o'clock Mountain Time tomorrow. Jeff Judkins and his team find themselves in a similar circumstance to the men's team where they have not played yet, but man, you just got to be careful. This is a very, very interesting thing because there are people who argue that getting that double bye in the semifinals is a massive advantage because in theory, teams like a Pepperdine or a USF in this case for the women's hoops program, they should have tired legs, but the thing about the West Coast Conference is they kind of nix that one in the bud because they give everybody Sunday off. So you win in the quarterfinals, advance to the semifinals, and then you face off against the one or two seed. Well, guess what? You've had 24 hours off your feet, have that chance to regen, etc. It's not a true where you have to win three games in three days to win the conference tournament. It's three games in four days. And in reality, it, man, it just it takes away, I think, the advantage of the double bye, in my opinion. If this were more of a traditional conference format where it's was played out during the week, where yes, a team like Pepper in this case, on the men's side or USF on the other side has to win three games in three days to win, then I would start to believe, okay, that's when the legs start to give out on the team that's played the most games. I just feel like in the circumstance the West Coast Conference finds itself in where you give every team Sunday off because of BYU's no Sunday play rule, well... You kind of negate that opportunity, that advantage for the teams in the semifinals, the one and two seeds against the three or whatever other seeds are going to advance to that semifinal matchup. That's just kind of my take on it, but best of luck to Jeff Judkins' team at 3 o'clock this afternoon, and then, of course, the men's team at 10 o'clock Mountain Time tonight. The men's game will be on ESPN2. I believe the women's game is going to be on the, oh, was it on the WCC network. Oh, man, I, I apologize for not having this up in front of me. Actually, it might be on BYU TV. Duh, that makes sense. BYU TV has the broadcast of that for the women's hoops program at 3 o'clock. Best of luck to both of them. Hoping that we're previewing both of them playing in conference finals tomorrow against Gonzaga on both sides. But we will have to wait and see how things shake out today. And, well late tonight if you're a men's hoops program fan so plenty to to talk about in that regard and hopefully we're talking about good news on both sides tomorrow but of course we'll have to wait and see and just see how things shake out alright coming up here momentarily we of course catch up on everything else going on in BYU sports news plenty to talk about on that front Uh, we got to talk about Jordan Howard a former Utah running back a guy that I think Aaron Roderick is very close to because he recruited him to the University of Utah joining the BYU football staff as a graduate assistant we'll catch up on all that here momentarily today's show is brought to you by our good friends over at Built Bar guys this is one of the coolest things I think we've ever done with Built Bar of course we tell you about it all the time it's the best tasting protein bar on the market for a long time now but now is the time to find out which Built Bar is the best it is Built Bar Madness hey it's March March Madness you guys are doing a bracket with Built Bars yes we are folks today's matchup we got two of them for you guys if you guys want to vote on it you can do this on Twitter. So our matchups today Apple Almond Crisp against Churro Puff. I have had the Apple Almond Crisp. I sadly have not had the Churro Puff. Every time I've tried to get it, it's been sold out. I hear it's absolutely delicious, but you know what? I have not had that one. It sounds awesome. And then on the opposite side of the bracket in this matchup, we've got Peanut Butter Brownie against Raspberry, two of my all-time favorites. I'm going to be picking between my children, essentially, and picking that matchup. But if you guys want to have your say in this as well, you can do that. You can check it out. I would go to BuiltBar.com. Or you can go on Twitter to built underscore bar and check them out and vote on the matchups. We'll, of course, have these going all week long. We're going to do an entire bracket until we have a king or a queen in this case, whatever you want to call it, of the bracket, the best built bar voted on you, voted on by us, the hosts who have eaten them. It's a super, super fun way to go about it. And by the way, you can still save a lot of money on the best tasting protein bars All you got to do is use the promo code LOCKEDON20 at BuiltBar.com for 20% off your next order. Once again, that's LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com and check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar tomorrow. And like I said, we're continuing these matchups throughout the week. We'll reveal the bracket every single day, give you our thoughts on them. My personal thought is that today's bracket, I'm going to pick Peanut Butter Brownie to advance over Raspberry, and I'm going to pick Churro Puff to advance over Apple Almond Crisp. Check back tomorrow where we see how the results come out. And of course, we'll talk about more matchups on tomorrow's edition of the podcast. So once again, that's BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON20 for 20% off your next order and begin enjoying the best tasting protein bars anywhere. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months, Alright folks, we're out of time here on a Monday edition of the show, so let's run down one piece of news I wanted to pass along to you guys. Uh, That is that Jordan Howard has joined the BYU football program as an offensive graduate assistant. Howard is a former running back at the University of Utah, a guy who came to Utah from Riverside Community College where he actually comes to BYU from after his playing days ended in 2017 with the Utes. Went on to coach, had been coaching at RCC. Uh, I've got some family and friends who have connections to RCC, and I actually texted them about this, and they said, wow, somebody got from RCC to BYU? That's awesome, but nonetheless, congratulations to Jordan Howard. He's excited to be a part of the BYU football program. He announced his role at BYU Saturday on social media. He tweeted... Quote, honored to represent Brigham Young University and BYU football. Time to go to work. Hashtag go Cougs. Of course, the connection here is Aaron Roderick, who coached Howard at the University of Utah when Aaron Roderick was a coach there in 2015 and 2016. So there's obviously that connection. They're close as a player coach relationship usually is, and it's now benefiting. Uh, Howard, with regards to him getting an opportunity as a GA for BYU. Other changes, and Mitch Harper did a good job on this. You can go to kslsports.com and read up on it. I talked about uh, how there's changes on the offensive side of the staff where Matt Mitchell, who ostensibly the spot for Jordan Howard opened up because Matt Mitchell was an offensive graduate assistant has moved on to Baylor Tanner Jacobson also leaving the staff he's coaching at Snow College under as an assistant coach under former BYU player Zach Erickson down there in Ephraim and then former BYU tight end slash fullback Kyle Griffiths has stepped away from his playing days and right into a graduate assistant role and then AJ Middleton has moved on to be a, a member of the Stanford sports performance team and former BYU defensive end Trajan Peely is now joined BYU as a strength and conditioning assistant under direction of head strength coach Nu'u Tufisi. So there's a bunch of different changes happening with the BYU staff in those off-the-field roles, but still really cool to see how things are shaking out for all these different players and coaches, former Cougars, etc. So congratulations to Jordan Howard. Congratulations once again to Kyle Griffiths. Congratulations to Trajan Peely. And best of luck to the other guys who are moving on to other things. Matt Mitchell moving to Baylor alongside Eric Mateos and Jeff Grimes, Tanner Jacobson going to Snow College, A.J. Middleton off to Stanford. It's fun to see guys get opportunities, whether they're at BYU or moving on to bigger and better things, and you wish them nothing but the best moving forward. But here's hoping the new additions to BYU's staff and these off-the-field roles are beneficial for the Cougars, and they can continue to have positive benefits for the football program overall. All right, that's going to do it. A big thank you once again for your continued support of the show, guys. It is a blast to be with you guys every single day. Make sure to follow the show on social media. Keep you up to date on everything going on with BYU sports with the podcast etc search out locked on cougars on facebook instagram or twitter love to hear from you guys there feel free to email the show anytime locked on byu at gmail.com is the email address and of course i hope you guys are all having a great day whenever you hear this overall this has been the locked on cougars podcast for march 8th 2021 and we will talk to you guys tomorrow